Welcome to Voices of the North, a mini podcast series for the Culture Bar, made in collaboration with Talent Norway. Together, we will introduce you to some of the finest talents and rising stars of the North and bring you the voices of cultural and artistic leaders of Scandinavia. Hi, and welcome back to Voices of the North. I'm Caroline from Harrison Parrot, and I'll be your host today. Today, we will meet the young Norwegian musician Benjamin Mörk and his mentor Geir Luedi from Made Management. Benjamin is a pianist from the island of Senja in the northern parts of Norway. He's been a touring musician for 10 years, and for the past two, he's been touring with world music artist Mari Boina. At the age of 26, he was the youngest ever artist-in-resident at the Arctic Arts Festival. He studied music at the Arctic University in Tromsø, and his musical influences range from Sakamoto and Rachmaninoff to Nils Petter Mollberg, Deep Purple, and Motorcycle. In 2020, he was one of the recipients of the Varanger Festival's Arctic Talent Scholarship. Geir Luedi is a Norwegian manager, musician, songwriter, and music producer. He's one of the key people behind Made Management, where he represents many well-known Norwegian artists such as Sigri and Evrora. He's also a guest lecturer at Lillehammer Institute of Music Production and Industries. Welcome, guys. Thank you both so much for joining us today. I'd like to start off by getting to know you a little better. Benjamin, would you like to tell us a bit about growing up in the North and how you discovered your passion for piano? Yeah, uh, hi, uh, I'm Benjamin, and uh, <laughs> it's almost like uh, I recognize those words that you that you were telling. It's almost as if I wrote them myself. <laughs> um, but you know, um, growing up uh, here, I I was um, I was a kid just like any other kid, and I went to the culture school, you know, the music schools, uh, the commune communal music schools and um, I, I, I think my, my music interest really developed when we were about 14 or 15 and started uh, obviously we went to parties we were minors but we went to parties and we wanted to play for for um, at those parties so that that was really where I got my my start at being in a, in a party band and uh but but somewhere along the way i i i um the other kids in the band they they went to a uh, went to high school and i really wanted to go to a music high school but i applied for this the same school as as uh, the other guys went to and after about a year uh almost through first uh, first grade there we had a talk my my german teacher had a talk with me at the end of the year and he um, he asked, "What is it really that you want to do?" I I I'm not interested in having this as a lazy student as you are. What is it really that you want to do? And and I I said, "Yeah, I I've been thinking about music, uh, music high school." And well, okay, let's go. And he dragged me up to the the head teacher's office, and and we applied for for a, a music high school. And that's uh, where I met my first two. A really big inspiration as a teacher, uh, Amy Valdness is a fantastic jazz pianist, and and uh, and moved to Tromsø, and I've been living here ever since. And and uh, really, I owe a lot to that German teacher. His name is Norbert Schmitz. I'd like to say thank you, Norbert, if you're listening. Did you have any local role models other than your teacher? Any sources of inspiration while you were growing up in the north that made you interested in the arts? 
Yeah, there's uh, where I come from. It's called Vangsvik, and it's a it's a small small town uh, on Senja that has uh, uh, it's had a, a lot of um, musicians and artists living there over the years, and uh, obviously a lot of them are inspirations uh, for me, and particularly uh, particularly an, an organ player that has um, that's a, a dad of a friend of mine and. He was a huge inspiration, my first teacher at the music school and um, and the other people that I started this band with were also huge inspirations uh, growing up. That's great. Gaid, I would also love to hear a little bit about how you got started. How did you discover your passion for music growing up? Well, I, I, I had no choice. It's like uh, my mother was... Um, a musician. My dad was a musician. My older brothers were playing guitars. So that was kind of uh, in my DNA. I started. My 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 dad was playing uh, classical piano, uh, and my mother was was playing Brazilian music, like all the time. So that was my my big inspiration and start and then I started a rock band and then I started producing and um, yeah so I, I lived since I was 16 I, I just lived in the studio um, 10 years ago I went into management great no, no German teacher of you <laughs> no German teacher <laughs> no <laughs> um, Benjamin I know you play something called mechanical piano I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that and how you discovered your sound. Yeah, uh, I'll try not to get too technical, but it's uh, it's really quite simple. It's a it's um, a way, a method, and a school of playing piano that I've developed, and and uh, it involves amplifying the mechanical sounds in a piano that are already there. And um, when you amplify those tiny sounds, you can use them to make rhythms. And it's uh, all of a sudden, it's important when you release the key. You have to time when you release the keys because it, it also makes a sound. In, in, um, normally, when you play piano, you, you don't bother at all about that. It's just the length of the note. But now it actually makes a really loud sound. So um, you have to you have to work that into the music, and in 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 short terms that's it. And I I developed and discovered this thing while going to university, a music conservatory, and I, I met a guy called Bokum um, Kebart, which used to play drums for motorcycle, uh, and he he showed me these mics that he made. He'd made himself. These microphones from uh, birthday greeting cards, you know, the, um, the old ones where you would open them and they would go a song, beep, 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 you know. Uh, and this is also could be a microphone. And he, he showed me how to make that for about five kroner something. So I, I made about uh, 10 or 20 before I was <laughs> able to make a sound because I couldn't solder. And they all went to shit. But uh, after I, I got the, the first one right, I tried sticking it at uh, various places at the piano. And, and for, for 
for many years or four or five years I had a band and uh, uh, in that band this sound was just um, uh, or like a, a random effect it, it was just there it was a sound that we used in the band but it was not in any sort of system or uh, you know so um, and then I after the conservatory I met some other people and I wanted to do something entirely different than playing piano and I met Per Martinsen, Mental Overdrive, Popolarsson, Tungban, and they were working with hip hop and electronic music. Uh, and I found that really inspiring. Uh, wanted to to uh, delve into those areas. And uh, I did that for about two or three years. And then when I suddenly felt the urge to play piano again, I remembered this old mic thing. I found it in a, in a plastic shopping bag. Uh, some stuff laying around from my old studio uh, and I hooked it up and I I'd always had this idea of a total system for piano playing but being a, a kid in, at uni I I didn't have the, the stamina or the mental strength to, to work out this whole system and because it w involves a lot of practicing that's the main part of it it's uh, it's the practicing you have to put a lot of hours into making this thing work so um what was the question again <laughs> how you discovered your sound but yes. I, you answered it very oh, I, very well very that's very how well. i discovered my sound absolutely speaking of sound i also want to talk to you a little bit about you being from the north and how that has influenced your sound do you think you have found inspiration in traditional folk music or Sami music, for example? Yeah, I, I, I obviously, like you said, I, I used to play in Mari Boyne's uh, band and, uh, and uh, that's been a huge inspiration for me, meeting her musicians and uh, getting to know Mari and how she works in music and with her voice and the rhythms and there are some things that are in in uh, in Sami music uh, that's uh, time-wise it's very cool because it's so open. It's always about the one. There's all there's just a bunch of <laughs> we've always been talking about the bunch of ones. Just one, one, one. There's, you don't count one, two, three, four. It's just the one. So the rhythms are all over the place but you have the steady beat which is very open and and that's a and that's a very very inspiring thing to draw out from that that kind of music so working with Mari has been very inspiring and obviously i I've, I've got to go i've got to see uh, um gotten to see a, a lot of fantastic places and venues and the last show i played with her was at uh, Red Rock in Colorado, which is uh, a legendary venue. There were signatures from the Beatles and U2, Rolling Stones, Willie Nelson, whatever, you know. And, and um, they had Skrillex and Wu-Tang Clan the days after us. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, you know, doing, getting to do those kinds of things were an amazing part thing with, uh, with Mari. 
Yes, and I guess you could say Colorado is um, a far stretch from Senia, the other side of the world. Do you think it's important for artists to actually go out and see the world? Do you think getting new sources of inspiration might even bring you closer to your Nordic roots? Yeah, I guess you, you know, I, I've been living here all my life. I've, I've, I've been, I haven't lived, I haven't been living somewhere else. I've been living here and traveling out uh, and then getting back all the time, uh, which uh, for me is a huge strength uh, uh, to be able to come back here after being in uh, wherever. <laughs> but um, I love nature, but I'm not a, a, an artist that's super influenced. I don't walk around uh, looking at the mountains and melodies come flying at me. I'm inspired by by work and people, really. But but I think that there's something in the landscape that, for me, being from here gives me some sort of calm uh, that enables me to make better art and music. And but I don't think that is, I don't think that's special for for this place. You know, there's there's a lot of places in the world that are beautiful, and people are from there they will they will uh, appreciate that place and that calm they, that they feel coming from a place wherever they're from um, and that will give them strength to make an inspiration to make better art and, and music so but, but sometimes uh, yeah I've been, I've been thinking about that I, I think wherever you're from that's that's your inspiration and it's beautiful in for you in your way beautifully said guy i would love to hear your thoughts on this matter as well both as a musician and also as a manager do you think it's important for artists to travel around and experience new sounds maybe even to find their own uh well i've been i've been traveling a lot since i was a kid because my mom was from brazil so i don't know any other way <laughs> but um obviously uh seeing the world is is a part of who i am so and uh my work is is obviously inspired by all the people that i've met around the world and all the places that i've seen um a couple of years ago i also went on some tours following uh, my artists uh, which is a different experience because you see a lot of the same stuff every day. It's like, you know, airports and venues and um, people from the music industry, which I felt was more like a, a copy-paste thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but normally I, I travel on my own and, um, and do meetings and stuff. And that's... Um, I feel like, you know, it, it, the culture differences is, is quite big, especially when you go to America. And so the industry works very differently and the people are very different and what they, the, their DNA is different. And um, I find that very hard sometimes and I find it very inspiring. And yeah, Brazil is definitely different from, from everyone. UK is different, Germany is different. and which makes us very different, I guess. Um, but 
but yeah, it's, it's, it has meant the world to me. You know, I wanted to say one thing about that touring aspect. Uh, obviously, doing I've been doing quite a bit of that, and and for me, it's I've always tried to wherever I am, I've tried to go out um, because if you <laughs> and see something, and um, so whenever there's a, an hour or two, I try to take a walk around town or ask somebody is there something i should see here somewhere i should go something i can take in because what you mentioned is the thing i've been struggling a lot with uh, it's it's the same every day it doesn't matter if you're in tokyo or you're in berlin because you're seeing a hotel room a car and a, a venue so so uh, the antidote for me has been to to get an hour or two out and about wherever you are you know, explore yeah explore a bit even though it's Brunnistan <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've been there too yeah. did you go story <laughs> uh, it's 30 years ago now we were there um, there was a uh, I remember it because it, there was uh, very nice people and it was a, a, a party after the show right. and I think I was uh, the one that left early which was four o'clock in the morning right <laughs> so they they certainly know how to party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great I, I want to talk a bit about your professional relationship as a mentor and a mentee how has working with a mentor that has such broad experience as a manager influenced you Benjamin uh, well, it has certainly brought me out of my comfort zone um, uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways because Gerd is not afraid to tell it like it is and 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 ask you to do things that you maybe normally wouldn't do in a positive way, of course. It's always very positive. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, I've been, we've had uh, over this fall, we've had I don't know, five or six sessions. And um, I've been looking forward to them every week. It's a, it's a really nice hour where we we get to talk about my music and how to work in the industry and who to connect with and things I could do and try that I normally maybe wouldn't think of. And um, yeah, I must say I've, I've, been, I've been enjoying it out of curiosity, can I ask you why you chose a manager as your mentor? Uh, we had been um, we had been talking a little bit beforehand, and uh, and I I felt that out of people in Norway that I I wanted to work with, Kair uh, was a natural fit because he has uh, a huge network, he has um, big artist but he also has this background that he has mentioned that he understands um, Brazilian music and classical music is um, he, he has I he he, uh, I, he understands my music as well that's also a big part of it because I, I let's be honest I don't make you know mainstream uh, hits it's uh, so so <laughs> that's a uh, 
that's a, a, a strength, yeah. Absolutely. Gaid, how has it been for you working with Benjamin? Has working with Benjamin influenced your professional and artistic endeavors? You better come up with the right answer now. <laughs> uh, well, yes. I mean, I love doing, um, I do a couple of uh, mentorships and I, I think um, I discovered that why I want to do, do it is because I learned so much from it. I mean, you get into deep with the person uh, and their music and, you know, not personally, but, but how they approach uh, the art and the, and the industry. And, um, and that teaches me a lot and it makes me have a new look at how I look at things. Um, and obviously it's like there's, there's the music industry is changing every day, but there is, it's, it's complex um, in many ways. And I just tell my experiences and, and the reaction is of course meaningful to me and, and it teaches me, yeah, you know, that people are different and people are, have their own ways of, uh, on how they see things. We've been talking a lot about how to get the music out there. Um, and, and I put myself in a role where I just say, you can do this, you can do that. And sometimes the ideas is extremely commercial or extreme in many ways. I just want to, to play ball. Uh, and that has been a very funny experience because we, we laugh about, uh, we laugh about how it works sometimes, especially when we talk about TikTok and, and stuff like that, that is quite far away in Benjamin's world, I would say. But, but definitely interesting how you can cross over to those mediums, because at the end of the day, it's like TikTok is now bigger than radio on breaking new acts. And the world that Benjamin comes from has always been more conservative when, when it comes to, to marketing and PR. So it's, it's been, um, that's been a funny process to talk about. Um, and I would say we, 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 we are trying things. I mean, Benjamin is not conservative. So we are trying things and we're, we're um, exploring those uh, opportunities. May I ask, is it different being a manager and being a mentor? No, it's not very different because uh, on management, we have the the day-to-day -day side of it where you organize uh, an artist's life. Um, I don't do that very much. Uh, it's been years. So, so basically, I do strategy and building network and I give feedback on the music on the visual profile um, and the strategy. And, and, and of course I do a lot of contracts, at least the, the, the main contracts that the artists have. So um, 
I think strategy is the most important thing and maybe, uh, you know, balance the expectations on, okay, this is what you want to do, then I think we need to do this. This is how much work we need to do. This is how commercial you need to go if you want to reach that goal. Um, And we've been discussing a lot of strategy and music as well. And I, I think, like I, I never go to the artist and say, you, um, I love that song, but we're not going to use it. It's, it's like, it's not my record. It's, it's all about the artist. But we, we can talk about consequences. We can talk about if you want to go that direction, we probably need to go down a little bit on, um, on the venues, the capacities, and um, we need to, you know, working more in that era. But um, um, yeah, it's not so very different, really. Benjamin, you are a part of one of the Talent Norway programs. Would you be able to tell me a little bit about that? And what has that meant to you? How has that helped you? Uh, obviously, it's helped with uh, connecting me with the gate and facilitating our, our partnership. Uh, and that's been a huge, uh, inspiration and, and help for me, especially now during uh, the pandemic and uh, and <laughs> and obviously the uh, the um, the uh, grant that I got from Varonga Festival, which uh, enrolled me into this program, helped massively with uh, with my year uh, financially because everybody was so uh, uh, affected by the pandemic and and it's been uh, it's been a huge help both in maintaining uh, the you know the talks with the gate has been great for men keeping the activity level up not not dropping down and 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 uh, it, it, that's that's been uh, that's that may might be the main thing of it that that uh, the talks with gate have kept me working you know? Can I ask, this is a question for both of you, really. Do you have any advice to young artists in the North struggling to find their way or struggling to find their own artistic voice? I, I was in Tromsø. That's where I met Benjamin the first time. And yeah. there was quite a few young artists that was um, frustrated about, like, there is facilities, but there is no music industry there. Oh, And I think, yeah, and I think in Bergen... Uh, I mean, the, the Oslo press has been calling it the Bergen wave. For years. But, and for for years. years, yeah. yeah. But, and it's, it's, and you know, the artist sometimes talks about the rain and the mountains, and that could be a thing. But uh, to be honest, I think it's, it's uh, a lot about infrastructure and music industry. So we have some music industry, which... Um, which we, we can take care of the artists and we can, you know, it, w when you apply for some money, for example, from uh, yeah, the government uh, to go on a tour, 90% of that happens and it doesn't make any sense. You do the tour and then six months later, there's an album. Um, because artists doesn't necessarily know how to make a strategy on their 
So, so the money is out of the window when it comes to building the career very often. So I, I think the music industry is needed. I actually love the music industry, <laughs> but uh, there is, you need infrastructure and you need uh, a, a business side of it too. And I think that's the only difference. I think the people in, in Tomsa that I met is fantastic and they want to do it and they want to develop. So um, it's maybe time to de develop more the music industry side of it. Yeah, that's true. There's certainly no lack of talent, I think. There's, there's, but there's, there's obviously a lack of, um, of industry, yeah, and business. Well, we have uh, great facilities, but, but, um, but not a lot of the infrastructure that you've mentioned. Yeah, it's true. I told Gail earlier at one of us, our sessions that it's not the first time that a northern Norwegian came to Bergen and some guy from Bergen was selling his merchandise uh, abroad. <laughs> and uh, so I, I feel <laughs> this is natural. This is a natural um, thing like that. Yeah. But I would say that in, 20 years ago in Bergen, there was a uh, uh, Maybe the same situation that we were in. Yeah, I would say I would also say that there was a lot of independent artists that would would more in a do-it-yourself thing. That people were uh, afraid of the music industry and that you know the big corporate capitalistic blah blah blah. Um, obviously, I don't see myself in that position now. I mean, we mainly develop new acts and that's what we love doing that's what i love doing and it's it's more about the music um and of course this the strategy um it's it's the music industry is sometimes about making money but it's it's more about that development i would say thank you both so much for joining us today it has been very inspirational to learn more about music and art in the north Thank you to our sound editor, Marilyn Thomas, and thank you for listening to Voices of the North. If you would like to know more about Talent Norway and their projects, please visit www.talentnorge.no/tnarena.